you know, I was in best and final on a ton of deals this last year. And I'm like, it traded for what? Right. There's no way those yeah. investors are going to get those returns. I hope they don't lose their money. Hello and welcome to Pillars of Wealth Creation, where we talk about creating financial success with a special focus on business and real estate. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. Now, let's get to it. Hello, welcome back to Pillars of Wealth Creation. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. With me, excited to have Rod Khalif back on the show. Rod, how are you doing? Good, brother. It, real good. It was good to see you at that conference last yeah. week. And, uh, you know, sorry we didn't get bigger, longer chance to talk. I think I was walking out That's the door right. when we actually shook hands. But um, <clears throat> no, it's good to be back. Uh, let's have some fun today, brother. Yeah, it's good to get some, to some of these conferences every once in a while. You know, get get to get to see people you haven't seen in a while. Get to, I I met some people that have been my you know Facebook or, or LinkedIn friends uh, for a long time, and and you finally get to actually meet them in person. So it's always cool to catch up with guys like you that I haven't seen in yeah, I mean quite a few years. Uh, you it's were, been years. Yeah, it's been yeah. years. You've been you were on the show. Uh, I just went back, looked it up. You're on show episode number 90. So if anybody wants to re-listen to that, I mean, a lot of stuff has changed, but uh, Rod's still the same Rod. So, uh, so good stuff. So listen to episode 90. Same, but... same boring story. You know? So if you <laughs> want to go ahead boring, and put the man. snooze button on, you know, go ahead. <laughs> I don't know. Your story is, is pretty exciting and we'll dive into that. Uh, Rod, you know, look, Rod's a multiple business owner. He's a philanthropist. He's, he's just super passionate, very high energy. Uh, you know, he does, uh, a lot of real estate, um, what do you call them? Summit seminars, uh, just, just boot, boot camps, boot really camps. training, training is really what they are. Yeah, man. I can't, I, I, I was at one in Chicago, Rod. Oh, you were, I didn't know that. Super oh, wow. impressed by, thank you by your energy, man, Thanks. I don't think I've seen a guy up on stage for as long as you were with the amount of energy, just, you know, you're just kind of lit up the entire time. You can just feel it coming out of you. Uh, so it was really fun to watch kind of you up on stage and very engaged audience. So if you have a, a chance to go to one of Rod's boot camps, and I think there's one coming up, Rod, we can talk, we can hit on that. Yeah, there is actually the end of July. And I really appreciate that. I didn't know you'd actually attended one, buddy. I, I yeah, forgot that, you it's, know, it's, I, thousands it's of people a, a year. I lose, I lose track. But, <laughs> That's but, all right. That's all right. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was, I had the pleasure of being up on a, on a panel for just a little bit and, but it, it was just, it was a blast. They're a lot of fun. Jeez. So I can't believe I forgot that, man. I apologize. <laughs> my, right. my, Dude, just too have, much. Yeah. You have so many of these uh, yeah. events. I can't believe yeah. uh, you're able to do all these. But really Well, I've actually cut way back. I'm only doing this one a year now. And okay. so this one in Denver okay. is my only one. Um, and Ooh. it's me for all three days. So, well, so yeah, it is brutal. It usually takes me a full week to recover. But <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's three days of training and, and it's not a big sales pitch. I talk about yeah. my coaching for about 30 minutes and the rest of it's full on training. It is drinking through a fire hose. But I'll give your peeps a hell of a deal. You can come for $197 for three days of training. It's truly a no-brainer. Uh, I mean, this last event we were at, they charged $1,700. And so, you know, uh, so $197. And um, so here's how you get the ticket. Let me just say that before I forget. Yeah, usually um, so I save this to the end, but we might as well do Oh, it sorry, right. sorry, no, sorry. Let's sorry. do it right okay, now. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, I just, I'll forget it. otherwise probably. Yeah. So, so, so text ROD to 72345. 
And but remember the code Rod Friend because the price is almost double the 197 now. So just remember the code Rod Friend as one word. Text Rod to seven two three four five, and I promise you'll be glad you came if you come. And we're going to talk about why, you know, in a little bit why I think getting up to speed right now is critical. But we'll save that for later. But uh, anyway, thanks. I I could have waited. I just uh, typically no. That was that's now. perfect. Perfect timing. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, certainly. If you're interested in multifamily. Uh, real estate. It's a great, a great boot camp to attend. Like, I, and, and truly, you're drinking from a fire hose. You do a lot. Yeah. One of the cool things I thought that you did uh, that a lot of other people don't do is you also not only did you teach, you know, multifamily 101, 202, and then how do you get this deal and take you through the whole experience, but you also hit on mindset. You also hit on like what, what success actually looks like and, and dream and, and uh, just, you know, kind of that planning, that goal uh, phase. Goal setting. Yeah. The first hour we do goals. How the hell do you, how the hell do you get anything if you don't know what it is? You got to know what you want with clarity. You know, I'm, I'm really proud of something, Todd. Um, I've only been teaching a little under five years and my students now, this is my coaching students now own well in excess of somewhere around 70,000 doors that we know of. Hmm. And so, you know, super proud of that. And that doesn't even count the boot camp participants. I just got a DM from somebody today that got 200 doors already oh, from cool. a, from a boot camp. But, but, you know, it, it's because of the mindset because, yeah. you know, uh, 80 to 90% of your success in anything is your mindset and psychology. Only 10 to 20% is the stuff we talk about on our podcasts, you know, the technical stuff. It you got to take action with what you learn, right? You got to push through fear and limiting beliefs. And, you know, when when I immigrated, uh, uh, I was six years old. I was born in the Netherlands, uh, you know, wooden shoes and windmills. And when I immigrated, I got thrown into school. I didn't speak English. And my, uh, you know, and I got found out what bullies were for the first time. So I got my butt kicked. I hadn't learned how to fight yet. And, um, and then my mom, proud Dutch woman that she is, thought it'd be a great idea to send me to school in wooden shoes and those leather shorts the Germans wear for Oktoberfest, lederhosen, got my butt kicked again. And, you know, and then they chased me home and she chased them off with a fly swatter thinking she was helping me. So next day, butt kicking. And I came up with this belief system that I wasn't good enough, you know, and, and a lot of people have these. And, you know, the thing to remember I mean, I we're kind of on a side road here, but but I'm almost done. It, it, the thing to remember with belief systems is that acronym is BS, and 99.9% of them are BS, but you got to deal with them. You got to pull them out into the daylight consciously and look at them with your adult mind because they're typically from stuff that happened in childhood. You know, I'm not good enough. I'm not strong enough. I'm not smart enough. I, you know, I'm too old. I'm too young. And just recognize that it's BS. And if you look at it rationally, you know, you'll, you'll consciously and rationally, it'll diminish and it'll go away. I mean, I used to be terrified. I'd get picked, picked in class to answer a question. And now I speak in front of thousands of people a year. And, and, and that's how I've dealt with it. Just consciously looking at it and, uh, and it dissipates. But uh, anyway, I know I kind of totally went off the ranch there, but. Uh, no, yeah. that's good stuff. I mean, confidence yeah. is in yourself and in just the, you know, being mm-hmm. able to kind of, we're always going to have fears, but being able to kind of push them, down or not even push through them them. really push through them is really what it is through them right solve the the fear that's in front of you but that's really a huge part to your success i mean we can we can talk about all these other things we can talk about the nuts and bolts of of how do you invest in multifamily real estate but that, that doesn't that doesn't work if you've got all these fears and you've got a lack of confidence and you know just this the wrong mindset you're just never going to take action so 
Agreed, they agreed. Well, a bunch the, of stuff, but that doesn't yeah, mean I, anything. I, I like to tell people, you know, it starts with competence. Okay. Yeah. You've got to learn the business as best yeah. you can, but not overanalyze. You can't, you know, you've also got to take that first step, but it starts with competence, which then will equate to some confidence and then will equate to your ability to influence people. But, uh, you know, um, love it. like I say, we start with goals and, and, um, if you'd like, I could briefly tell my story for those that haven't heard it. Um, yeah, let's, let's do that. I want to dive in. Cause I think that's going to be really important. I want to have a conversation about, you know, that, and then I want to lead into some other stuff. So let's, okay. let's talk about, uh, you know, you go yeah. as, as quick as you want or as, as yeah, no, I'll go fast. Cause I, I, those, you know, a lot of people have heard it. And so I, I won't belabor it, but you know, I'm an immigrant. Like I said, I was born in Holland. Um, and immigrated when I was six with my brother, Albert, my mother's Vancha, uh, and we, uh, you know, we really struggled. I, we moved to Denver, uh, and really struggled. Uh, I remember eating expired food. There was an expired food store. We shopped at drinking powdered milk with our cereal in the morning, which I promise you sounds better than it is. And, yeah. you know, and I wore clothes from the Goodwill and the Salvation Army all the way through junior high school. till finally I got disgusted and lied about my age of Burger King flipping burgers when I was 14, cause I was tall. So I could buy my own clothes. And then when I was 15, I bought a car, but you know, I'm sure you have, listeners that had it harder than I did in the past, or maybe even have it harder now, but I knew I wanted more. And luckily my mom had an incredible work ethic. So she babysat kids. So we'd have enough money to eat. And she was an entrepreneur. Um, I think she got it from her father, my grandfather, he was an entrepreneur as well, but she, she invested in the stock market with her babysitting money. You know, she, uh, and she also invested in real estate and she was successful in both places um, with no formal education. But the first asset she bought, real estate asset, was the house right across the street from our neighbors named the Jewels. I think she paid around 30 grand when I was 14. When I was 17, she told me she'd made $20,000 in her sleep that had gone up in value 20 grand and she didn't do any. And I'm like, you didn't do anything and you made 20 grand? Screw college. I'm getting into real estate. So <laughs> I went and got my real estate broker's license right when I turned 18. I was actually a broker. I could have my own office. They, they allowed you to do that with education back then. Now they got smart and you need some experience, but, but uh, I was a broker. Well, my first year in real estate, I made about eight grand, maybe 10 grand. My second year, 10 to 12 grand. But my third year, I made over a hundred thousand hmm. dollars. And so what happened between year two and year three, what happened was I, I went and worked for a broker. I was smart enough to know I, I wasn't going to do it by myself. So I went and worked for a broker. And, and he's the one that first started talking to me about mindset and showing me the power of mindset. And uh, I dated his daughter. And, and so we, we became close. And, and um, you know, fast forward to today, I've owned a couple thousand houses. I've rented long-term in three states. I own thousands of apartment units. In 2006, my net worth went up $17 million while I slept. And you might say, wow. And I said, wow. And, and I thought I was a freaking real estate God. Okay. I thought I could do no wrong. My head got so big, I could barely fit it through a door. And <laughs> you know, when that happens, God or the universe will give you a nice little smack. Well, that was 2008 and nine. I lost $50 million in 2008 and nine conservatively. And so, you know, what I'm known for talking about on my podcast, and of course, at my boot camps, like you experienced is really the mindset it took to have 50 million to lose in the first place. And then the mindset it took to get back to the success that I'm blessed to have today. And so, you know, like I said, it starts with goals. You've got to know what you want. You've got to create a burning desire. That's what Napoleon Hill calls it in his book, Think and Grow Rich. You've really got to want it. And that's how you push through that fear and those limiting beliefs. And, or maybe you're comfortable, you know, comfort's nice, a nice warm place and nothing freaking grows there. Right. So you got to get uncomfortable to go make things happen for yourself. So um, if you're comfortable, though, Rod, how do you get 
how do you get to that point? Like if you start to get success and you know, you, you saw some success, my mm -hmm. guess is you got a little bit comfortable. Maybe. No, I, I didn't actually, you no, didn't. I didn't get okay. comfortable. No, I kept going, you, kept you know, going. And, and I'll explain why I'll explain why. Uh, in fact, it related to the, uh, to the limiting belief system, because, you know, what I discovered, you know, from being picked on and stuff, that childhood crap that everybody goes through, mm -hmm. um, was that I'd created this, that the fact, the belief that I wasn't good enough. And so I used to ask myself the question, how can I show them I'm good enough? And that just mm -hmm. continually drove me. Um, you know, luckily I've replaced that with a much more empowering question that I asked myself, but, but that said, you know, now I'm so passionate about what I do. Like I said, I've got my wall behind me covered with thank you cards from hundreds of them. You can't even see the whole wall back here behind my green screens covered. And, you know, I, I, I this is not ego. Please know none of this is ego, but, but I, I, I get love literally, you know, every day, every single day I get DMS, I get emails, I get, I get gifts, cards, you name it. Uh, and it's my greatest gift in the world. And so that's why I'm passionate about what I'm doing now. And, and, and that, driven. that gift is better than, Oh, no you question. It will go out and buy a, a brand new Corvette or exactly you know, a nice place on the beach. Like that's, that's the best gift. Exactly. And I know you know it, you've experienced yeah. it with your podcast and, and, and I'm the same way and I freaking love it. And that's why my wife puts up with me working Sundays <laughs> and, and, you know, working late and so on and so forth, because she sees how much I love it. But, uh, but yeah, so it starts with the goals. And, and that's how you, and, and, and like I said, you've got to create that burning desire because that's, what's going to get you to get uncomfortable. Okay. That's, what's going to get you to push through that fear. You know, the funny thing about fear is action mitigates it, but so many people are afraid to start, you know, in our world, Todd, you know, there's a lot of very analytical people and many of them have to check off every single box before they take a move. And you can't do that. You've got to take that first step. You know, like Dr. Martin Luther King said, you take that first step in faith and the next step will be revealed. You know, it's and if you're analytical, if you're listening or watching this, you know, let me just say this to you. Just remember and realize that you can drive all the way across the United States at night, your headlights showing 50 feet in front of you, and you know you'll make it. You know, you might have obstacles, but you know other people have done it before, and you know you can make it. It's the same way with this business or really any business that you apply yourself to, but you got to take that first step. You got to, mm -hmm. and so, you know, if that's you, just remember that. So goals is first. Then the next thing is you've got to make a decision. And, you know, the Latin root for the word decision means to cut off. If you're going to attack the island, you're burning your ships because you're taking their damn ships home. That's a decision. It's done. Right. Okay. And when it's done like that, there's just no escape. You're just, you have to do it. And so, you know, that's the next step. And then after that, it's, 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 uh, you know, you, you take that first step, like I said, and then, and then it's just massive freaking action. You know, uh, it, mm -hmm. you just, just action mitigates fear, like I said. And, uh, you know, back when I lost everything uh, in 2008 and nine, another really important piece is who you hang out with. I was in, back then I was in Tony Robbins Platinum Partnership and it's a, you know, very expensive mastermind. At that time, it was about 130 grand all in. And I was around people that were thriving through that crash. Okay, they were killing it. And they're like, oh yeah, puss, get up 50 million, million, just get up and go make things happen. You know, that's who you want to be around, especially in what's coming. I, I got to tell you, I, I'm very bearish. I, I really think that this recession is going to be bigger than people think, and it could actually be bigger than a recession. And, um, and you know, like, like Warren Buffett has said, it's going to be bigger. Elon Musk has said it's going to be bigger. Robert Kiyosaki, rich dad, poor dad said, this is going to be a big one. I mean, he, you know, he says it a lot, but these other guys don't. And now 
Does that mean it's a time to get scared? No, it's a time to freaking get excited. Okay. You know, back in 08 and 09, I was hiding under a rock. All you could see was a little eyeball poking out. Well, and I got crushed by that wave. This time I'm surfing that wave. Okay. And, and I really believe there's going to be opportunity and, you know, and, and I can explain why I believe that if you like, but, 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 you know, back to mindset for a minute. So I, there was a couple other pieces I wanted to mention if you let me um so yeah, let's, so let's here, do that because i got you you raised questions in my brain all right so all right let's so, so we talked about we talked about goals you got the burning desire we talked about making a decision uh and and then it's done and then third you got to take that first step then you've got to be around people that aren't afraid of your goals so see most people will default to a peer group that they went to school with or that they work with and those people may not be the best peers because they may be have their own fears, their own limiting beliefs. They may be jealous of your success. They may be afraid of losing you even if you're successful. They may be afraid of feeling less than if you're successful. And sometimes it's family, okay? So I'm gonna tell you, love the family, love the friends, but choose your peers proactively, okay? Because if you show me your two best friends, I'll show you who you are, every aspect of your life. I'm just telling you, because who you hang out with is who you become. So choose wisely, okay? Like I told you about the mastermind I was in. I host my own mastermind now. I We met two weeks ago in Houston. It was about it was about 6 billion represented. There's about 16 billion total and it's called the multifamily boardroom mastermind all hitters. But you know, we we debated what's going on in the debt markets right now in a big way. A lot of discourse yeah. back and forth. Some people think it's going to be a blip. Others like me think it's going to be bigger than that. But uh, it was a lot of fun. But again, I want to be around people that think what I think is hard is easy. You know, I talked about my warriors, my coaching students that own, you know, upwards of 70,000 doors. Most of those deals are done between warriors. See, and that this, this business is a team sport. And so, you know, you want to get around people that want to do this and, you know, local meetup groups and things like that, conferences like my boot camp or others like, like that's why Todd and I were at this one in uh, North Carolina, you know, because this business really is a team sport. Let's see. And there's this one more topic. Um, well, go ahead and ask your questions. I, I tell you what, you. no, I just wanted to make a comment on that because it's, okay. it's true. So I, so I started, when I started listening, I wanted to buy multifamily properties. I was flipping a bunch of houses. I was buying a bunch of one to four family rentals. And I wanted to start buying these bigger multifamily. And it was amazing how quickly my mindset shifted and I became all of a sudden this expert in buying multifamily without ever buying multifamily because I was listening to a ton of podcasts. I was going to conferences. I was reading every single book and just immersing myself and talking with the people, the local people that were doing bigger deals. And I was hanging out with them. And all of a sudden I became a multifamily investor without really even doing a deal. It's amazing. No, you're just, you're, it's Absolutely a mindset 100% right. So all about yeah, it's, mindset. It's, it's about who you're surrounded like like you said you're surrounding yourself with these people. Yeah, no, it's it's critical uh and and who you hang out with is who you become. Period. Yeah. And so again, like I wanted to be around people that thought was I think as hard as easy and and you know, I started the first uh, meeting of my mastermind here at my compound here in Florida, at 16 guys, 16 men and women about a billion in assets and I was like blown away by the value that we did over 2 days of meeting and it was yeah. free for everybody. Now I formalized it. And uh, like I say, it's much bigger, but, but anyway, so th the last thing that I'll talk about, well, actually there's a couple more, but I'll talk about that as it relates to success and pushing through what's coming and, and really pushing through period is focus. Now, I know that if you listen to or watch Todd, you're a leader. There's just no question. You're a leader. And right now, more than ever, the world needs leaders and we won't get started on the freaking politics and the fake news and all the crap that's out there, but right. you have got to stand guard at the door to your mind. You've got to 
keep out the crap. I mean, yeah, I, I scan the headlines in the morning and they're always horrific. I got some kid, poor kid got killed yesterday, a baby in a car in Chicago, but, but the, you know, you, you can't, you can't, what you focus on gets larger. So if you focus on that stuff, it's both positive or negative. Okay. So if you focus on that negative stuff, that's, what's going to get larger. So you really got to pay attention to that, you know, so bring in the good stuff on my podcast. I'm really proud of something. We, we just broke 13 million downloads. I had my 700th episode a couple of weeks ago. And I think the reason it's been so successful is I do a clip every week called own your power. And it's just about that, about motivation and owning your power. It's, I do them with music now. They're five minutes. If you give me five minutes a week, I will juice you. Promise. I will juice you. But even if it's not me, go on YouTube, bring in the good motivational stuff. There's so much good stuff there. So just pay attention to what you're consuming um, yeah. because focus is critical. Um, and I'll tell you, the most successful people on the planet are the ones that have the most enhanced focus. And, you know, I don't know about you, Todd, but sometimes I'll be sitting watching Netflix and my dumb ass is scrolling through social media on my phone. Yep. And the bad thing yeah. about that is it, it, it kills your focus. Okay. Yeah. It absolutely kills it. And so really pay attention to that. You know, I, I don't listen to many podcasts, but one of them is Tim Ferriss's. And I also listen to Joe Rogan. So I try to get both sides of the aisle, but Tim, um, you know, interviews the best of the best in the world, uh, you know, like, like uh, best athletes, Michael Phelps, actors, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Ed, Ed Norton, uh, Hugh Jackman, you know, billionaires like Ray Dalio, the biggest CEOs yeah. of the biggest companies. And he tries to deconstruct how they achieve their success. And, and I get excited about my 13 million downloads. I think he gets that a week, but, but the point is, is I started to hear a pattern. Almost all of them meditate. What does meditation enhance? focus right so anyway I'll, I'll stop blabbering here so are you are you a habitual meditator then Rob? no not not nearly as much as i should if i really have a crazy day like i have today i will do what's called a release meditation where i'll just close my eyes and i'll just think to myself release 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 over and over and it's and it just like a two-minute thing that helps me but i do you know i do do a kind of a version of a meditation most mornings where i'll sit in this recliner behind my green screen here i've got my vision boards on the floor there you can barely see them there but i uh i just do gratitude i just close my eyes some people call it prayer but i i i, I it's a little of both for me I, I just do gratitude i think about my supermodel beautiful wife my more beautiful on the inside than the outside i think about my my kids, my foundation, and I'll just do gratitude, but then I'll do gratitude. And I'm going to lose some of you analytical ones in this one, but trust me, it works. I'll do gratitude for the things that I want as if I already have them. And sometimes I'll get emotional being grateful for things I don't even have yet. Why? Because it freaking works. Okay. I've, I've gotten all the stupid material shit I thought was important. You know, the Lamborghinis, the Rolls, the Bentley, all, you know, the $8 million house on the beach. I got all that because I visualized it. Again, I, I'm not bragging. I just want to show you what's possible by utilizing, you know, these strategies. And again, you call it prayer, but, but that's a version of meditation for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, there's, there's great apps, by the way, on your phone that you can use to guide yourself in meditations. And, and there's one I use called Paziz, P-Z-I-Z-Z. -Z, and you can even set it for like a 10 minute nap or a 10 minute meditation or 30 minutes, two hours, whatever you want, which is and there's several of them out there that are cool like that. Yeah, there's there's so many opportunities out there if you want to if you like those apps, if you want to learn how to meditate or do anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm the same. If for me, it's it's more prayer than, than meditation. And mm -hmm. I, I'm the same way though. You, I think you have to visualize what you want. You have to, but not only visualize, you have to be thankful for what you're going to be receiving. And so got to use gratitude. Yeah. Gotta every, use gratitude. Every morning it's, it's, I'm thanking God for the abundance that I'm 
-hmm. that's being brought forth to me today. And I think that's just important to realize, like we have, there's, this life is so abundant. There's so much out there, Rod, you, you have been blessed by a lot and there's other people that have been blessed by so much. And it's not just reserved for you, right? It's not just reserved for you. It's not reserved there's for so me. Much it's not reserved for Tim Ferriss. It's yeah. reserved for everybody who wants to receive it. I've got a sign in my, in my exercise room that says God's wealth flows through me in avalanches of abundance. Thank you, God. Mm. And I'm visualizing not just money. I'm thinking relationships. I'm thinking love. I'm thinking feedback and, and so on and so forth. And it's a very powerful. And, and I use those, I have them on my wall here. Uh, You know, I have, I am statements as well. You know, I am success. I am the best in the world at what I do. I am a business genius. Now that's not me being braggadocious. These are things I'm aspiring to be. See, the thing, the thing about the I am statements is anything you put the words I am in front of is an identity statement. And there's no greater force in the human psychology than the need to remain consistent with how we identify ourselves. So, you know, use those, like I'll be exercising, I'll be running on my treadmill, be like, I am courage. I am determination. Anything I'm trying to really build in myself. And it gets into the freaking fiber of your being. You know, my kids help me at my boot camps, and that's the question they get most often. Does he really do that shit? Does he really yell that stuff out? <laughs> like, yeah, we grew up with that. But uh, <laughs> it, it, it's because it works, you know? Yeah. yeah, I love it. When I first started doing some speaking, I, I would, I would, you know, get nervous. And, and uh, I, I used to be a teacher too. And so, mm. but, but I'm, wow. I'm speaking in front of these groups of people in, in these real estate rooms and I'm like getting nervous and I'm, I'm getting, I used to get the chills. I don't know if you've ever had that, but I used to get like super cold, like where I'm like mm. shaking. Mm. And, and I started doing that, that I am like, mm. I, I am here. You know, I, I'm the one everybody wants to hear. I, you know, have the knowledge that everybody's looking for. And so I started doing that. I am confident and it just, very quickly. I mean, yeah. it wasn't like the first time yeah. I did it, but very quickly yeah. I was able to get on it. No problem yeah. without yeah. any nervousness. And now it's like, like you, it's just, it's just second nature now. Anytime I'm trying to work on something, maybe there's some stress, which achievers call, you know, it's achievers word for fear. Maybe there's some stress and I'll say, I am courage. And I'll say, I I'll, I'll emphasize different words. I am courage. And I'll just do this for 30 minutes and it gets into your psyche. I mean, it's so powerful. Um, it's corny. But, it sounds corny. It, Sometimes listen, it feels corny, but it but works. It works. <laughs> so it absolutely works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Um, works. Let's talk now. Okay. So man, 2008 came, it smacked you. I mean, you got pummeled by, you call it your seminars. Uh, yeah. You, yeah. You, you got, you got ripped apart. It was a big seminar. Yep. Yeah. Big seminar, but man, you did things right. You built it back up and you've been very successful now, uh, with multifamily, but now you are bearish about this market. And I but, am. I but am. one thing you said, I want to, I want to clarify here. You said you got swallowed up the wave just swallowed you up the last yeah. time, but now you're yeah. going to surf the wave. Yes, sir. Why are you going to surf the wave this time? What's going to allow you? Because, yeah, because there's there's an incredible opportunity. I mean, there were people that literally became billionaires capitalizing on what happened in 2008 and nine. I remember seeing a picture of one guy on a yacht, uh, who uh, and and so 
I believe that's coming again. Um, and for a lot of reasons. Um, but, um, but again, it's not a time to be afraid. It's a time to, to recognize that, you know, some, some economists are saying the greatest transfer of wealth in history is coming. You know, even if it's just a version of that, it still means, I mean, listen, we've closed on, we've closed on one asset in the last year. That's because I'm super conservative. I mean, this deal broke even at 59% occupied when we bought it. Okay. It's even better than that now. So, so, you know, super conservative. And now we have two deals under contract. Okay. We got a big one in Nashville, another one in Hot Springs, Arkansas. And, and, and the deals are already starting to happen. Great deals. I mean, with long-term fixed debt, again, low loan to value, uh, you know, 65, 64, 65% loan to value. One's Freddie Mac, another one's an in-house product, 10-year term, you know, so, so safe, conservative deals that still have fantastic returns. And so, you know, um, it, it's, it's, and I think better deals are even coming. And so, so here's why, okay? Over the last few years, a lot of operators, in, and I'm not talking about single family so much. Now, I think there could be a blip there too, but but that's not my focus anymore. I, and yeah. and yeah. but but you know, over the last few years, a lot of operators have used bridge lit, bridge debt to buy these yeah. properties. You know, and and so what is bridge debt? Bridge debt is really the the equivalent of hard money loans in the single family space. Okay, mm -hmm. it's short term, it's expensive, can be anywhere from you know. Uh, uh, 12 months to 36 months. And in the past year, they've done um, three one ones where you get a three-year term and two one-year extensions. But it's adjustable rate debt, number one. Yep. Uh, uh, up until just recently, you didn't have to buy a rate cap. Okay. Now, lately you had to, I mean, we got quoted a million dollars on a rate cap on when, on a bridge loan on a $44 million deal a couple of months ago. 3% of your loan. Yeah, for a two percent for a two percent rate cap, just to make sure the rate doesn't go up over two percent. But but you know, and and so it was the bridge loans were originally put there to to purchase an asset that wasn't stabilized. Let's say it wasn't ninety percent occupied for ninety days, which it has to be to get conforming debt, or it needed heavy repair. And so you'd use the bridge debt, but it's onerous debt as well because you have to do whatever your business plan says you're going to do, or yeah. there could be issues, big issues. You also have debt service coverage requirements, um, and and some of them have some pretty onerous clauses in them. And so, you know, the problem is if you didn't do a rate cap and the rates have effectively almost doubled already, mm -hmm. you're going to have some trouble. You're going to have some trouble meeting those debt service coverage requirements, and and you know, so so. Um, you know, or maybe when you try to refinance out, you were conservative on your exit cap on your refinance in, or and your and your refinance interest rate. And your interest rate. And and yeah. and you know, and or maybe you were aggressive with your rent increases. I saw some 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 operator offering memorandums Gosh. on deals where where the rents doubled year one. Yeah. I'm you like, really? Yeah, really? Okay. And then and then you know, 10% rent increases for five years. Really? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't think so. And and these guys are, I mean, I, you know, I was in best and final on a ton of deals this last year. And I'm like, it traded for what? Right. There's no way those yeah. investors are going to get those returns. I hope they don't lose their money. And so, so, you know, I think a lot of those deals are going to be in trouble. I think they're going to go in receivership. You know, so again, my point is if there's ever a time to learn this business is right now, because there's going to be opportunity at the very least in those loans. Okay. Yeah. If it gets bigger, if the, you know, I don't think you know, the Fed thinks they're going to fix this thing by raising interest rates. And I don't believe that's going to do it um, because because it's there's just too much money out there. They've printed and they're talking about doing it again. I just read an article today that if they don't print more money, they're not going to be able to pay their interest payments 
to the debt that the 30 trillion in debt that the United yeah. States owes. So they're going to make it even worse. And, so, you know, yeah, I'm, 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 I hope there's no more money being printed. We've already printed the, enough. I, I literally just read it today. Literally <laughs> just hope, read it today. I hope okay. It yeah. Because, because they, because according to this guy in September, they have to, to pay interest on that 30 trillion. Hey, by the way, if you want to see something that'll blow your mind, go on Google and put in the difference between a million and a trillion, and it will blow your mind. It's like a person standing next to a skyscraper, maybe yeah. bigger. And a trillion dollars is a shit ton of money. I mean, it's a lot of money, okay? So, you know, just recognize that that that's the one of the biggest problems. The other thing that this Fed has said they're going to do is quantitative easing. And so- you know, the Fed Project owns tightening. a lot of this CMBS debt. The Fed owns like two, two, two and a half, two point three trillion dollars of this debt. And they've said, and they've been the net buyer. They've been buying this from Fannie and Freddie and so on and so forth, the CMBS debt. And they're they're saying they've said they're going to become a net seller. Yeah. And if that happens, that will really dry up the capital markets as well. So again, when the problem have, they now have been recently. We'll see yeah. if they keep it up, but they have yeah. been recently. Yeah, yeah. So, so so. They, they've said they're going to, so we'll see, uh, you know, and, and, and so, you know, the issue up to this point hasn't, the issue up to this point has been finding the deals. The issue moving forward is going to be finding the money. And yeah, uh, point. like I said, um, you know, that, that, uh, but, but there's incredible, and I'm in a lot of cash right now, thankfully by design. I mean, it's killing me. The inflation's killing it. And I hate that, but but cash is king in one of these things too. Not not just your own cash, but your ability to raise cash. And you know, it's one of the things I'm going to spend a lot of time on at the boot camp is you know talking about how you preframe your investors so they're not fearful when it happens, yeah. so that you have access to cash. Because mm. you know, this fear is going to be rampant. You know, the news will do the same crap they did in 08 and 09, saying it's going to be bad in real estate for 10 years, which you know was complete baloney. Hell, you know, multifamily is such an incredible asset class. It, the rents actually exceeded 2006 levels within three years of the crash. That's how fast it rebounded in that massive crash. So, you know, um, I, I, I do, like I said, I'm an opportunist. I believe there's opportunity coming and, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to plan to capitalize on it. So A, a recession, all, although may hurt your current assets, if you bought them right, you can manage them right. You've got good debt. You should operating reserves, operating, operating reserves. reserves. I've seen lots of these like operators. Said, cash is king. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I know it's killing people right now to have cash. I'm the same way. I'm fair. I'm very cash heavy. I'm more right. cash heavy than I'd like to be, especially when we are looking at eight to probably more like 11 or 12% inflation. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. It's painful. But I also me. understand, like you said, what's probably coming and cash is king in those times. Yeah. And if yeah. you don't, those who don't have cash are going to run out of money quickly. And or or access to cash. Again, access to cash access is just as critical. So, you yes. know, and, and, and again, if you come to, if you make it to Denver, I'm going to, I'm going to spend a lot of time on this because, because um, you've got to preframe your investors. So they're not running for the hills when this happens. And we're already, you know, the biggest complaint that, I've heard at these conferences that I go to is, you know, investors are starting to become more scared. They're, they need yeah. their hands held. They're becoming fearful. And so this is, you know, um, you know, that's going to be important because, you know, these deals take money. These multifamily deals take money, but it doesn't have to be your own money. It's yeah. a beautiful thing about this business is, is, you know, again, it's a team sport and, 
gosh, you know, people have been creamed in the stock market and we won't even talk about crypto. I've seen guys on, on social media literally crying on their feed because they lost millions of dollars. And, and so, yeah. you know, um, real estate purchased right um, is, is a fantastic hedge. And, and like I said, I, you know, I've seen some of these operator offering memorandums and I see them doing their presentations and I ask the question, do you have any operating reserves? And it's like crickets, you know, it's like, you know, seriously, you're not putting any money in the bank. Are you kidding me? So we, we do six months on our deals of uh, total, all of our expenses, debt and everything um, just in case, you know, just in this, case. Just, right. Yeah. Yeah. You, and, you have to, you have to be smart. The, yeah. the people that are doing things like you're talking about are going to make it through this time. Again, the returns maybe on the deals that they currently have aren't going to be as good as no. what they hoped. Maybe, maybe they're not getting 10% rank growth. Right. Uh, but right. if you didn't have to rely on 10% rank growth, you're going to make it through and you're yeah. going to be okay. And those deals will end up going up in value, but it's going to yeah. provide you amazing amount of opportunity if you're there to be able to take advantage of it and you're not fearful, like you, you know, like you said, and, and, you know, I noticed a big drop in, in investor interest in just May. And I talked to a lot of operators that did raises in May right. and everybody I talked to said May was their most difficult month to raise mm -hmm. money in. And I'm sure June has been just as bad. We haven't had a deal to right. raise in June, but right. um, investors get fearful as well even though sure they do. it's doing fantastic. It doesn't matter. Sure they do. Sure they do. Um, yeah. And, and uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Um, I could be wrong. My kids love to tell me you're tired of being wrong. <laughs> That's their one of their lines. But, you know, I, I, I got to tell you, it just feels like it's coming to me. And, yeah. and my gut is usually fairly well honed. And, you know, there are a lot of things that, that, that are counter to that argument, like the need for housing right now, like the, you know, employment market's pretty strong, really strong right now. But I tell you, if, if things continue to, you know, there's going to be big layoffs if things continue the path that we're headed down right now, the supply chain issues, the price of gas, inflation has been insane. So it's going to be Interesting to see how it all shakes out a couple of years from now. We'll have to circle back and, and revisit this conversation. In a yeah, this, this is, there's a lot of fun conversations I'll be having yeah. over the next couple yeah. of years and you mm -hmm. as well as like this stuff mm -hmm. shakes out. But one thing I do know for sure, Rod, is that people like to survive. They like to stay alive and they will figure out how to stay alive. And if you're a multifamily owner, that means people are going to start doubling up. People aren't going to just continue to pay these exorbitant rents if you're going to right. try to be charging them for them all the time. So people are going to double up. There's going to be pressure. And quite frankly, even if that doesn't happen, you've already mentioned, you got these loans that are coming due. A right. lot of operators never underwrote for what's happening today with the no, they market. didn't and and, at all. That and alone. It, it, yeah, and and they they and they proformed big rent increases just to literally, you know, to, to, to survive on these assets and they're, and they're not going to be there. You know, it's interesting. If you listen to my podcast, um, I started to hear a pattern about the people that had, you know, 5,000 or more doors. Most of them started in 2009, 2010, 11, and 12. That's what we call a clue. Okay. <laughs> and so, you know, it was right after the crash. And so it's going to be interesting to see what happens, but again, don't be fearful, get, get excited, get excited. Yeah, yeah, get excited. Anytime we have change like this, it's time to get excited. It's time to be aware, be be really just looking for the opportunity that's going to come in front of you. Like like we've already mentioned, there's a, your life is full of abundance. Let, let's 
actually take advantage of that abundance. Rod, we're, we're out of time, but I want to ask the same question I ask every guest and I asked you before you answered it, but I, but Hey, answers change. So I want to know what are your three pillars of wealth creation? Three pillars of wealth creation. Well, I consider wealth, um, not just financial. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. So, so, you know, I, I have a charity. We've fed over 120,000 children for the last 22 years, done 10,000 of backpacks, tiny right? hands foundation. Yeah. yeah. Tens of thousands of backpacks for with school supplies. That's coming up real soon for us. Uh, we've done, you know, tens of thousands of teddy bears, to local police departments for officers to keep in their vehicles mm -hmm. when they encounter a child that's been traumatized. So one of my pillars is philanthropy. Uh, and that's a wealth pillar for me. Yeah. Um, another one is, is, is really my education. I, I just, I get so much mm -hmm. love and feedback and, and literally like today, some guy told me he just got 200 doors since my boot camp, And, and, and I mean, you know, it just, it literally today just got the text. And so, so, um, every day I get love like that. And so definitely that is another pillar of wealth for me is to, is to, yeah. is to, is to, is just to, to teach. And then, and the other one is, of course, is, is for me is my relationships with, with my, the love of my life, my kids and, uh, my students and, and, uh, those are my pillars of wealth. It's not financial right. anymore. You know, I don't care what I look like at a boot camp. You'll see me in flip flops. I'm, I'm about comfort. I don't have anybody to impress anymore. I don't care about the stupid shit like the cars and the. I still love my watches. I, I love my watches. I do. You'll see nice watches on me if you come see me. But other than that, that's it. Uh, but um, anyway, uh, th love those it, are my man. answers. Love it. That uh, that's great. That uh, man. Thanks. Thanks for all. Rod, that you're doing in this industry, your education, Thanks, and obviously with the Tiny Hands Foundation, that's amazing. That's awesome. Thanks. Uh, love, love the podcast. So, how Thank could you. our listeners? I mean, I'm sure. Yeah, let, let me. I forgot to share it. something. Yeah, I forgot yeah. to share something. Actually, if you can't make my boot camp, if you can make the boot camp, for God's sakes, come. I promise you'll be glad you did. If you after the three days you didn't love it, let me know. I'll give you your money back. And I don't when, mean like it. I mean when love is it. that again? You say it's July 29th, 30th, and 31st in Denver. Denver's United's hub. You can fly there anywhere nonstop. Um, and we got some really reasonable hotels near, near this venue that are, that are very reasonable, but and what was the again, text, code? Yeah, text, text code? Yeah. You got text rod to seven, two, three, four, five rod, seven, two, three, four, or go to rod in we'll Denver.com. Show notes too. Right. So rod to seven, two, three, four, five, or go to rod in Denver.com and remember the code rod friend as one word. And you can come for $197. The price will be price 700 in a couple of weeks here. But, uh, and, and again, it's not a big sales pitch at all. It's all training. I mean, you know, this Todd, you were there and, and, it, you know, we do three panels a day. You were on one of the panels, you know, we answer questions. It's just a blast. Um, and you will laugh, you will cry, you will get super pumped. Uh, it's not like your typical real estate boot camp at all, as, as you well know, Todd. And so, so, uh, but, but anyway, um, but if you can't come, I did my goal setting workshop on New Year's Day this year. I do it every year around the first. And if you go to rodslinks.com, R-O-D-S-L-I-N-K-S, rodslinks.com. First of all, you know, all my stuff is there. There's free books, free articles, all my Forbes articles and, and books. And, and, and at the bottom is this goal setting workshop. And listen, do it with your spouse. Do it with your kids if they're over 10 years old. See how aligned you are. People spend more time planning a freaking birthday party than they do designing their lives. This is designing your life. So anyway, thanks for having me on, brother. I really appreciate yeah. it. Good to see you. Man, it's been, it's been a blast. Really appreciate thanks. it. And uh, you have a fantastic rest of the day.
You too, my friend. Take care. Hey, thanks so much for listening. I appreciate you being a loyal listener. Say, I would love to have you go on to our Facebook page and subscribe. Uh, give us a thumbs up. Go on to iTunes or wherever you listen and give us a rating and review. Don't forget to subscribe. Your rating review just helps us push this out to more and more people and continue to grow our audience and hopefully positively affect a ton of people out there that really need this and, and want this. So uh, the other thing I've got for you is a free ebook on my website. So go on to VentureDProperties.com, VentureDProperties.com and download our free ebook on real estate and on syndication. And I've got some data points in there, some really good stuff for you. So I'd love to have you take a look at that. It's free. I'm not expecting anything from it. Uh, and also look, if you want some help in multifamily, want some help learning, growing, getting your business off the ground, I would love to talk to you about what it would look like uh, to work with me potentially and see if that's a good fit. So you can go to coachwithdex.com and check that out and uh, we can definitely have a, uh, a call. Thanks a lot for listening. You make it a fantastic rest of the day. I'll catch you on the next episode.